Thank you. Arigato. The Your Own Pay Podcast Network. Inspiring, motivating, and educating entrepreneurs around the world. Yeah, he was blind, but he could still support his family. And I loved being able to hear the passion in the voice for people who thought they lost everything when they lost their vision, but realized they just gained a new perspective of making it happen. That's the sound of passion in the voice of a passionate, professional, blind individual. Visit yourownpay.com slash interview to learn more about today's guest. Michael Babcock, I tried to match your gravitas that you're going to bring to us, and I know you are, but this guy right here, people ask me all the time, the, the guy is smart. I don't know what he does, though. And I tell them, I say, Michael Babcock puts together a system that is accessible for you that he's tested out, that he recommends, and you can either let him do it, you can do it on your own, if he has a course that'll teach you how to do it. You all put your hands together for Mr. Michael Babcock, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Rashawn, I appreciate that introduction. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start this timer here because, as people know, I sometimes talk fast. And I like to uh, give a lot of value, or at least I try to, and often I'll get distracted and start talking for 20, 30 minutes. So I'm limiting myself to 10 minutes. Thank you, Apple, for giving me a quick and easy way to do that. Now, uh, those of you who don't know, I coach blind entrepreneurs on how to bring their business online. Typically, I take care of the technical, insert explicit there, I'll say technical stuff, and uh, I, I make it so you don't have to worry about that stuff because I've taken the time to learn the technology behind what it takes to bring your business online. Now, real quick, glimpse into my past, and some people may have heard of me, some people may not have, and uh, maybe like the conversation I had this morning, someone says, I know your name, I know your voice, but I don't know you. Uh, so I'll give you a quick glimpse into where I came from. So in 2007, I started my own web hosting company. So I started doing web hosting, and I enjoyed it to an extent. However, if you've ever been involved in web hosting, you know that that is a completely saturated market. And if you're not differentiating yourself from what other people are doing, then you're not going to make a difference. But I lived in Alaska from 2008 through 2010. And in 2008 and 2009, I had a client of mine who had a very small website, but she understood the importance of building a website online. She also didn't want to take care of the technical stuff because, see, she built fly fishing, uh, fly, I forget what they're called, but she did fly fishing. And that was her, her primary topic. Now, this is before I knew about content marketing, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but it was easy for me to build out a web page, get the assistance of my wife at the time, and have her tell me about images, whether or not they looked right. And if they did, then I would go ahead and pass the, the website on to the client. And so that was a blast, and I enjoyed doing that. But there wasn't enough money in it for me. See, I have right now two younger brothers living with me, and uh, now I have a seven-year-old who lives in Alaska most of the time. So I knew I needed to make money. And uh, at the time in 2010, when I realized that web hosting wasn't where my passion lies, I, I shut the doors down. I said, no more of this, and I decided that it was time for me to go work for someone else, which I am very thankful for the experience, and you'll understand why here in a minute. Uh, I, in July, moved to Coos Bay, Oregon, and started working, taking calls for Sprint Wireless. And it was awesome uh, because Sprint gave me an opportunity to present the fact that I'm able to actually do the job. Not that I 
say that I can do it, but that I can actually answer the calls and listen to Jaws in one ear and listen to the caller in the other ear. And you know what? There were some accessibility challenges, but when they became an issue, I had no problem with asking for help. So I worked in uh, that capacity for about seven months and went through a divorce. Um, it, it was uh, something that ended up happening, and unfortunately, when you look at, back at it, you realize maybe that wasn't necessarily the most horrible thing, but at the time, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to do. At least I didn't. So I moved back to where my family was in Montana, first time I'd ever lived in Montana, and uh, really enjoyed it. And my fiance, well, she was my girlfriend, um, ended up moving to Montana with me, and we ended up getting engaged and married. And that was an amazing opportunity, uh, but not as remarkable as what happened in 2012. In 2012, in May, I moved back to Oregon with my fiance at the time, and I said, hey, I'm going to go apply for working at Sprint again, because, you know, that would be awesome, and I'd be able to support my family and my son, who was living in Alaska, just about two at the time. And I went back, I filled out my application before we even moved. You know, I'm a big advocate of if you're working for a living, then you need to have a job before you move, because if you move without a job, then what does that do you? So I applied <laughs> for the position, and I got hired on and said, hey, as long as you pass a drug test, you've got a job. So I went in, and I did the new hire paperwork, and this was on a Monday or a Tuesday. And then Wednesday evening, I was supposed to start Thursday morning at 4 a.m. I am honestly glad I don't have that shift anymore, but I was supposed to start at 4 a.m. Thursday morning. Wednesday evening at about 7 p.m., they called me up, and they said, Hey, Michael, unfortunately, Sprint changed some software around, and we can't get Jaws to work for you anymore. Unfortunately, that told me that I wasn't able to be employed because of circumstances beyond my control. I didn't really like that. So I got over myself and decided that, you know, that's okay. Because in June of 2012, I started as the assistive technology and braille instructor in Alaska. Awesome opportunity, especially being able to see people uh, maybe older on in life, 40, 50, 60, realize that, hey, just because diabetes took my vision from me doesn't mean that I can't do stuff. Doesn't mean that I can't apply for a job. I remember sitting at the table with one of our clients and he was talking to me about how he was excited to go and show that, yeah, he was blind, but he can still support his family. And I loved being able to hear the passion in the voice for people who thought they lost everything when they lost their vision, but realized they just gained a new perspective of making it happen. So uh, in September of 2012, unfortunately, my mother suddenly passed away, completely unexpected. She had diabetes herself. And uh, so I knew that I needed to be at home with my younger siblings. I'm the oldest of five siblings. And uh, I, I realized that the individual who my younger siblings were living with probably wasn't the best person for them to be living with. And this is something that I've had to overcome my, myself and uh, some, some mental hurdles I've had to jump through. But I realized that even though I was resigning from my position in Alaska and moving back to Montana to help, I wasn't financially providing any sort of help for my family. The nearest place where I was able to find a job at another call center, Bank of America, was about 20 miles away. And I realized that I'd be paying more money for someone to drive me back and forth to this call center, see where they were living, there was no public transportation, than what I would be able to make because they were only hiring part-time. 
So I jumped onto my favorite website, Craigslist, and I found a work-from-home opportunity. You've probably seen it before. Hey, make $1,000 overnight or 500 to 300, $300 to $500 a day, and anyone can do this no matter what your background is. It wasn't the first time that I saw this, but the first time that I saw this opportunity in August of 2012, I ran into a CAPTCHA. If you're blind, you understand what I mean when I say I ran into a CAPTCHA. Uh, and I didn't have any way of solving this CAPTCHA. There wasn't an audio CAPTCHA, and I didn't have uh, any scripts to help me with solving it at the time. So when I saw this opportunity in December of 2012, after my mother passed, I said, hey, maybe this is real. I picked up the phone and I called Kyle. I still remember his name now, even though I don't talk to him. I called Kyle and I said, hey, Kyle, how does this work? I understand that you can make money online and I get it, but how exactly does acquiring major Fortune 500 companies free or low-cost trial customers work? And I learned all about CPA marketing and you might be wondering, what is CPA? CPA per acquisition. Cost per acquisition or cost per action, depending on what market you're working in. And I realized that, hey, this might be a way to make money. But I also realized that being told no all the time was not something that I wanted. So I made uh, some money with it. And there were days where I made three or $400 in a day by telling other people that they can make money online. I've got a, cool, I've got a great podcast series talking about deceptive marketing techniques. And you can hear more about my adventures with that opportunity in that particular podcast series. But it also put me down the path of learning. And I really appreciate Amanda Hill at the beginning of this call talking about how her experiences in MLM or multi-level marketing wasn't a lost experience because she learned a lot about herself and she was able to learn about what she enjoyed doing. What I learned about myself involved in CPA marketing was that I needed to build my own brand online. See, I was marketing this opportunity and telling people they could go make money and get rich. And I was advertising on Craigslist. And people were telling me, Michael, I can't build an email list. I don't know how to build an email list. And I was getting traffic off of Craigslist. So I was building an email list of five, six, seven hundred people in a week. And then people weren't buying anything from me because they didn't know who I was. They didn't have any connection to me. And there wasn't a relationship with us. Uh, so that took me down the path of learning to build my own website. I learned to use different email autoresponders. And then someone told me, Michael, you know, you can't just keep giving away your time teaching other people how to do this stuff. Why not leverage the Internet, create automated systems, and teach other blind entrepreneurs how to build their business online? So that's my story, where I got started from. Now I have uh, four courses coming out this year, and actually – Six courses. I came up with ideas for two different courses last night, and as has already been stated on this call, it's really important to take action and then figure out the direction you're going in. And right there's ten minutes. So thanks for Sean. That's my quick introduction. <laughs> Man, and it's always an amazing one because when you popped up on the scene, it was like, wow, that's a guy that's actually doing it. And then you follow up three years later, and you have all these different um videos teaching people you know what you've learned and i said man that guy right there he's he's gonna make it and you're number one in your field and it's it's um gonna be a great journey um we're all gonna be able to help each other and the places that i know that we're going 
we're going to be the people that we see in the other industries. It's going to be the Michael Babcocks and the Amanda Hills and the Mel Scotts and the Marianne Morads and the Gabe Vegas and the Vashon Jones that is running this market because we have the experience. And a man with experience is not at the mercy of someone with an opinion. We know what starting a business looks and feels like. So I appreciate you, man. And from I didn't know that you were actually taking care of your brothers. I just think of brothers and I'm like, um, okay, they're over his house, but you got to feed them two little rats. So <laughs> I get you. Exactly. And, and that's why I think it's important that people ask themselves. Uh, I've been told by other people, why don't you give away your knowledge for free? And you can go out there and get all of my knowledge for free. YouTube, podcast, blog, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. It's all spread out all over the place. You can go get it for free. But I gotta put food on the table for these boys. I gotta help uh, alleviate the stress on my wife from when she's working. So if you want to get it all packaged in one place, there's courses available and the done for you options as well. There you go. And if you want his time privately, then hey, it calls. I remember when I went from the state paying me thirty-five dollars an hour to two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, and I like the clientele a lot better. So let's move on to slide. Slide eight, step seven, develop your branding. Who, what did he say? You got to develop your branding. What do you stand for in the marketplace? You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.